Remember, it was me and you, because we are gonna be. Come on, Johnny, Matt. Forever, you and me. Everyone knew at the back. You will always see. Oh, I've lost it. Lost it. Lost the thread. I had it. You lost there. it at the beginning. Oh, uh, no, I got it. It was all right for a minute. Hello, Ben. How are you doing? Uh, <laughs> how am I doing? Yeah. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. That's good. Yeah. Haven't spoken to you for a while? No, because you've been uh, off in the old uh, caravan, haven't you? Caravan wanker. Oh, been in the caravan. Caravan yes, wanker. Caravan wanker. Um, um, that was stressful, have, yeah. was it? Um, got a bit of cabin fever with the kids, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like, yeah. Horrendous weather the entire time. Urge to kill, um, rising. Urge to kill, rising. Drink, must drink. Um, yeah, but it was nice. Good, good, good. Well. Uh, Elemental in many ways, I guess, is maybe how I'd describe it. Elemental. Lots of wind, lots of rain, lots of shouting, lots of anger. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> very relaxing. Yeah. And lots of, like, despair, you know, like, what, who am I? What the hell? Oh, well, I, I, that's been that's a good description of my last few weeks. Except I haven't been on holiday, quote unquote. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's not go into it. We don't need to be talking about personal lives. No, what are we here for anyway? We're here to talk about the current uh, COVID situation. Something we've covered what? many, many times. But let's be honest, uh, uh, it was meant to be about something else, but it didn't come together. So we're just going to talk about. The pandemic situation, as we have t- many, many times. The pandemic's community a little bit more specific. There must be an angle. The angle is that the broadcast media and, you know, the so-called experts out there telling scientists. us... Scientists. Mr. Scientist. <laughs> <laughs> saying, you know, that we're going to get neither lockdown and we need to bring in extra measures and everything's going to be fucked. Are they, are they just... Are they correct? And, you know, cases, are they increasing? Is the pandemic out of control again? Do we need to lock down again because all these restrictions are just minor infringements on our lives, so we should just accept them forever? You know? So, Matt. What? CNN said that case numbers are spiking by the day. Sky News said that the COVID-19 epidemic is escalating by the day, but cases are falling. Falling. So last Wednesday, cases were 37,502. The Wednesday before, there were 41,498. This Wednesday, it was down to 34,317. The BBC said... Cases are rising in school-aged children. Wrong. Cases are falling in school-aged children. Not rising. And that's why, that's as they live their lives in this wonderful normality as children should. Cases are falling. Can I just check on uh, just something you're saying there, right? 
So, so they. This is something you've read today. So they say that they over last week. And um, so while they've been falling, they've been saying they've been rising. So what are you? What are you? No, what are you they were. No, no, I'm not trying to say there's like some kind of. I'm not going to go down the. You're media conspiracy. No, 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 I'm, no. What it is is they 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 are basing it on the the data they've seen already. They they commentating on the situation, saying that it's getting worse, and then being proven proven wrong. Now, I'm not, it's not like okay. kind of a gotcha moment because it's easy to be wrong about these things, but therefore they should have been a bit more cautious by saying things that, that it's escalating by the day, it's spiking, and, you know, yeah. Okay. And if you're a Twitter addict like me, then you just constantly barrage by outrage from people who, people out because we're not wearing masks in great numbers and saying we need a winter lockdown and we've got to implement these measures and that measures. Uh, Devi Shreeder, chair of... Stop being so irresponsible. <laughs> well, yeah. That's what, that's what it says, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, lots of it. Lots and lots of that. So I I almost have a sense of guilt. Not a, like a strong sense of guilt. You know I mean? I'm not going to bullshit you here. But sort of feeling that I'm in the wrong for sort of enjoying my life in a post-lockdown life. Um, just enjoying doing, in going to a restaurant, going to the pub. Taking my kids swimming, that sort of thing. Seeing my kids happy. My eight-year-old George is is all able to look back and say, I was, you know, I'm, that last year was a terrible year. He's so happy he can go swimming and do this and that and live his life normally. So talking about reimposing a lockdown or even restrictions like household mixing, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of that on Twitter and from people, various experts who, who were, want, were trying to urge caution but then talk, talking about measures like household mixing as if it's not really devastating impact on on our lives and a really serious infringement on our freedom. Uh, Devi Shreeder, Chair of Global Public Health at the University of Edinburgh. Devi Shreeder, Chair Devi. of... Devi? Shreeder. Devi. It's a woman. Devi. A woman? Debbie De- or Devi? Devi! Devi. Oh, I said right. what I meant. And now, well, you know, you know you, how you speak sometimes. Chair of <laughs> Public Health at the University of Edinburgh, Matt, called for a lockdown. And like many people on Twitter, talking about how great Germany was, Germany's managing to control its COVID epidemic and bring down the numbers of cases and deaths. That was October 22nd in The Guardian. Uh, when you're in the shops and on public transport, you have to wear masks and not just cloth masks, but surgical and medical grade masks. Oh, the good ones. The good ones, yeah. Uh, they cancelled Oktoberfest, the beer festival, oh. because of uh, they've got limits on mass gatherings and international travel. So the the rules are tightered there, and that's been the narrative that we are just mad English, doing whatever we want. Yeah, reckless. Um. So, but it, in November the fourth, it was reported that Germ- in Germany the COVID nineteen cases have hit a daily record. It was thirty five thousand daily uh, COVID cases in the past twenty four hours, its highest number so far. That's that's less than here, but far more restrictions. So the problem here is that if we introduce another lockdown, we can control cases for a while, but people are going to begin infected again. It's just like a cycle. And I resent the fact that people make light of restrictions on freedoms that really reduce your quality of life. 
because it's authoritarian essentially, and I accept that uh, it was necessary. And early on in the pandemic, we you know we did this podcast and. And I was sceptical about some of the measures being introduced, but that was kind of naive in the early stages. And I understand as much as I didn't like the lockdown, we had to do it. But now in a, it's a post-vaccine world. And in the post-vaccine world, we've got to raise the threshold before we take away our basic freedoms and basic ability to live our lives. It's just it, it, it's lots of talk introducing this plan B and imposing further restrictions and even talking of a winter lockdown. When cases have, have been up and down, but are still are declining, and I can't accept that being able to enjoy a beer in a pub or a meal in a restaurant or meeting your friends and family or going to a nightclub or for single people having sex with new partners, they're not, it's not like trifling matters, is it? These, these is, this is the, the way we live our lives. Even even wearing face masks, it's a small thing. And if they introduce face masks in, in the winter, obviously I would comply with that. But it's not, that's no small thing either. Just how long are you going to continue yeah, I mean, doing I do, these? I do think of face... I mean, I, I would fine, say I, I do don't, think don't, face masks are fairly... Uh, yeah, it's not. Fairly, yeah, it, I don't know. I still, I still wear mine. Like, I still wear mine in shops and yeah, public transport. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. And, and I'm not saying it's a, it's a small thing, but it's like, how long are you going to do it? You know, we've... We just need to vaccinate more Well, not in the lead-up to, 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 to the pinch point, which will be winter, won't it? I mean, this is this is why it's coming up again is because we're heading into the season of... It's going to be another winter crisis in the NHS like every fucking year. Well, yeah. Yeah, like I say, every year there is a a crisis and obviously that will be compounded by, you know, undue recklessness to to people believing that COVID is gone. The hospital capacity um, is a big part of the argument and and why people are saying we need to do this plan B where we reintroduce face masks and possibly look at other restrictions. Uh, so I think the the latest, latest available figures say there was 9,517 9, people in hospital with COVID in England. That's compared to a January peak of 34,000. So where is the threshold here where we're saying that there's too many, there's too many cases, too many hospitalizations, the NHS can't cope before we say you can no longer see your friends and family you can't go to the pub or... or we have, the thing about face masks as well, the face mask in a, in a supermarket, for example, I, I did feel safer when I was going finally able to go back to the supermarket and there's lots of people there and you're kind of a bit paranoid and I did feel safe with face masks. But I didn't... It's ridiculous when you go to a restaurant or a pub and you do the whole charade of, of wearing a face mask. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Ri- Moving from stupid. table to table. It's just things. stupid. Yeah, yeah. Stupid theatre and weird compliance to a nonsensical rule. Uh, we... Yes, um, I mean I've got, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I'm not sure what I think about this. I mean, I, I think it's right for for specialists, scientists to be cautious. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the the more cautious the sounds are, the more the more cautious people begin to be naturally, and it makes it less likely that we're going to be having to bring in these other restrictions. I think if if we if you're reminding people of what could happen if we do just kind of just all just behave normally, um, then it's, you know, it's lessening the, the likelihood of that happening again. I, I, I think you're also coming out at it from a point of, I think you sound like you're, and I don't, I don't mean this to sound wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to say it as I'm going to say it. Um, I, I mean, you sound quite afraid when you're talking about it. 
um, you say you, like that the, you feel like there's going to be all these 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 imp, um, impositions put upon you, um, and you're afraid of going back there. And I think that's really what it is. <laughs> um, and now, and, and, now, and, and now. I think that's, that's perfectly understandable. I think lots of people would feel like that. And and I think that that is a, it's a it's a valid point that you say that people are quite blasé about talking about like putting these restrictions back in place. Um, but you are com- you are definitely coming from a place of, of being afraid of going back there. <laughs> you can't. I don't, uh, now, I, I'm now. sorry, but you you do now. talk about it in quite extreme ways. Like I don't, I'm not sure that. Really, how likely yeah, it is I'm that sure. families, won't, about streamer, ha- families won't be able to see each other again? Well, and, no, that, that, uh, that, that, that kind of thing, um, right? It's quite a quite extreme way of looking at it. I think that is because well, you're how afraid. How is that extreme? That's, that's perfectly understandable. Several times, and that's the kind of measures that yeah, people yeah, are talking it did. about. Yeah, b- before before vaccination. Oh, before, no, yeah. people have talked about it since vaccination. Talking about doing that this winter. Mm, yeah, I mean, you, you've obviously picked up on it quite a lot. I mean, I haven't picked up on it that much. Oh well, lucky you because um, you're so fucking and busy. And again, it's because you're sensitive to it because you're afraid and that is perfectly understandable this is something i've given a lot of thought to and i'm not as i don't want to come across as like i'm, you're, you're I'm afraid a, i'm not com- admit you're afraid i'm not afraid it's fine. you're allowed to be afraid i'm a man i'm a, <laughs> I'm a man who discovered the wheel built the Eiffel tower out of brains and brawn all right Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, okay. I don't mind admitting my personal feelings, but I don't. I mean, it's quite obvious. I don't want to go back into lockdown. Obviously, you're fucking super keen. Maybe you go stay in your fucking caravan in Wales or something. I don't know. I'm just not really thinking about it. <laughs> well, oh right. I'll just we'll just say that you could say that about every subject. Every time we do the podcast, you could just say, "Oh, well, I'm just having thought about this." So what I don't a fucking think about pointless this. bullshit. You're just afraid. Yeah, let's go through every fucking. You're afraid of housing. <laughs> I don't really think about it much. That's we got you're, to the, You're afraid of immigrants. I, I did, no, that was the opposite. Go back and listen. Sorry, to Sorry, you're afraid of people who don't like immigrants. Oh, God, fucking hell. Yeah, I personally, <laughs> you're afraid of racists, yeah. you know, personally, I don't want to go into a lockdown and I've tried to consider how my personal feelings and emotions about that might affect my overall opinion. I don't want to come across as, if the facts change and it just gets totally out of control, then I'll have to accept the inevitable. But right now, I don't think that's the case. And there's been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of uh, hysterical sort of narrative in, in the media and online. Have you, yeah, true. Have you, I mean, but this, yeah, um, this is like a counter hysterical narrative, I'd say. But anyway, oh, the, um, the... <laughs> and not being hysterical. <laughs> I am calm. <laughs> the um the, have you heard well, I, I don't know much about this i've heard like um like you know the, when you read like an edge of a tweet or something have you looked at a graph from no, the case, english graphs, coronavirus yeah. cases date by date but have you, have you so, heard anything about um people talking about the data not trusting the data have you heard have you read yeah, about that and that is not me before you say it. it's not that i don't trust what data? No, no, people not trusting that the, 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 the current data is correct, that the cases are not actually as low as... Well, you hear, but that's the, the data is confusing sometimes. So, for example, one of the things that's confusing about it is um, there was a lot of reporting about how we'd had 293 deaths on the 2nd of November, but that's kind of a... It's a it's the wrong way of looking at it because there's, it's, there's a delay in reported cases from the weekend which usually falls on the Tuesday, so you have... So that that shows, like, an anomaly, basically. 
where because on the first of November it was reported forty deaths, on the second of November two hundred ninety three, thirty first of October seventy four. So it the the data can be misleading. It can be confusing. As a bit like when you compare different countries that have got different rates of testing, different ways of mm. reporting the data. So it is very difficult thing to analyze. Then you have all these multitude of voices in the media and whatnot commentating on it. So I'm wary of contributing to that. I don't think I've come across as hysterical as some people have suggested. But I would just say that we need to sort of car- be calmly look. I mean, I have to be honest, there's, when I read a lot of these things online about how, oh, in England, they're just having this free-for-all and people going to nightclubs and people from across Europe must be looking at us aghast. I kind of felt, felt like, well, pfft. I kind of well, you know, you just live your like life like that permanently if you want to. But when the people are just enjoying living their lives and being free, and like after a reasonably successful vaccination program, I think the way forward is vaccinating more and more people. And and as we discover the safety of the vaccines for younger and younger age groups, we move down the age groups, and we have to accept that COVID nineteen is going to be endemic. It's going to be a part of our lives and. The more and more uh, we vaccinate people, and the better treatments we get, that will that will be a safer option. And did you see uh, the BBC reported um, that there's going to be a new pill uh, introduced? Yeah, um, I can't begin to pronounce the null null <laughs> I don't know what it's from. What now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it, I can't pronounce it. Fantastic news, though. It's designed to treat symptomatic COVID-19 and prevent hospitalizations and deaths. So, you know, I just feel that the narrative has been that everything's getting worse and we're going to have to go back into lockdown. And Actually, you know, things are getting better. It's stabilising, you know. I've been, I'm trying to minimise it. I know people are dying and, you know, it's lamentable. And if it, if we healthcare system can't cope, then we'll have no choice but to go into lockdown. But I don't think we're anywhere near there yet. And it's not, you know, we could think like this every winter. Oh, so the pill, oh, sorry, I was just reading about the pill. So the pill is, is if you've got coronavirus. Yeah. And you take that twice a day. Yep. Mm. And it's particularly... It makes it worse. (laughs) Twice a day to vulnerable patients who were recently diagnosed with it and uh, it, there's reckon I think it's very effective in reducing deaths and hospitalizations. So. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Things can only get better. Record record this for posterity, and if I'm wrong, yeah, yeah. There's just a lot of desperation in your voice. Fuck you! <laughs> it's, like, it's all it's all like, please be wrong, <laughs> please be. I'm right. Um, I am correct. I've never been more certain. So come on then. All right, all right. No, you do have something to say. You're just being a smarmy. No, no, you're not. You fucking haven't, smarmy cunt. Right, because. You're saying you don't, you don't, you're taking it full lightly. If they, they're like, oh, look, the NHS is getting out of control. This scary, we need to get the coronavirus under control. 
You can no longer see... Wait, have, have you got any friends? No. Right. Family you want to see? Yeah, I've got some family. You like yeah. the pub, don't you? I know you like the pub. I like the pub, You also yeah. want to not be able to go to the pub. You're not going to be able to eat in a restaurant. Take your kids swimming or whatever, you know? I won't like it, but, but these kinds of things where, where, where it is about, like, kind of shared services <sighs> and, like, say, winter, you've got this pinch point. It's about life, man. Collective, it's about collective basic action ability is sometimes... to live your life. And it's not small things. This is how this podcast works, isn't it? You talk for a long time, and then you force me to say something, and you shout over me when I'm talking. <laughs> Anyone who listens to like, actually, what the podcast is about, is which you, is fine, you which is fine. You usually set a trap for me to make me look like a dickhead or something. That's what it usually. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, I just think, yeah, at some point, you know, collective action is needed in in, in points of crisis. And um, yes, I, like you, I hope. I hope that it doesn't happen. Of course, I don't want it I to happen. I brought some raw hard evidence of this, and all you brought is just contrarianism. Yeah, but no, but I do think it's right that that scientists err on the side of caution, definitely. Um, and I think some of the, some Mr. of those scientists. I, I think that's 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 right that they do that, especially yeah with uh, with something of this nature. Actually, yeah. you can go. You know, should but should they be? completely on the other side where they're making people no. worried and hysterical and whatnot. Are they doing that or are they answering questions from journalists? <laughs> anyway. Oh, I, guess really I, I, I tell you, I just don't have a strong opinion about it. That's, um, oh, but I just, I just, just, I just think it's interesting. Uh, well, no, this, because this, these this are the noises... Uh, but the, actually, are you being a little uh, hysterical? And I'm actually quite calm about those issues. And I think science is very good. Scientists are uh, very wise people and... Uh, yeah, we should listen to them over you, you drunken cunt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you very articulately probably put my viewpoint there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is it, often with these subjects that you come up with, no, um, no, they're, they're, they're usually built on some some kind of bugbear of yours, and I'm obviously privy to those bugbears on a day-to-day basis. But it's a performance, anyway. Matt. And You're not supposed to bring I know, your personal that you have, haven't you? So, I know, so, I, I so to naturally, why the fuck can you not let me talk? Uh, so naturally, my my response is usually geared around how I've seen you behave over the, over the past few months, and any kind of any yeah, any time there's been ever been any kind of cautionary um, note or sounds about um, what might be coming in winter, you're always like, nah, stamping it down, stamping it down. Um, and now this is a podcast about it, and I've always thought, yeah, but that's really just because he's shitting himself in case it happens again. He's really just will trying to will it away. Um, that is that's that's just that's just right I'm, I'm just right <laughs> but i don't know beyond that i don't know much more to say about it yeah i'll tell you that i'm a freedom fighter mate i know i know and you're just who's freedom though sheep sheeple wake up sheeple it's very easy for you to sit there on your ivory tower and skewer my uh hopes for the nation I say believe. Believe in Britain. And uh, I think one day the uh, coronavirus will just disappear. Like magic. Yeah. Good. Shall we move on then? That's because you've ruined this bit. Well, I think after that's, that's where you should play that Belinda Castle song, and I insist on it.
this song pop quiz 
Okay. Okay. When you're close to tears, remember, someday it'll all be over. One day we're going to get so high. Though it's darker than December, what's ahead is a different colour. One day we're going to get so high. Lighthouse family. Yay! At the end of the day, remember the days when we were close to the edge. That's not how it goes. How we made it through the... (laughs) (laughs) Remember it was me and you because we are going to be... Come on, Johnny, Matt. Forever you and me. (laughs) Everyone knew at the back. You will always see... Oh, I've lost it. Lost it. Lost the thread. I had it. You lost it at the beginning. Oh, no, I got it. It was all right for a minute. Good moment mm. there. Um, so uh, I thought you I thought you were going to re- rendition me with um, a Belinda Castle song for a moment. You've played the clip, haven't you? Belinda Castle. Yeah, you just... As, as, as we've just found out off air that that's what you've been calling Belinda Carlisle for the, your entire life. I'm not sure if it's my entire life... Um, <laughs> it's like, can we play that Belinda Castle song? <laughs> what? <laughs> Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, that is a great song. Yeah, classic. Uh, by Belinda Castle. I don't know. I'm very worried now. That that's why I've been thinking she was called for a long time for no reason, based on nothing. <laughs> Belinda Carlisle. I don't know. Oh God, Belinda. Yeah. Belinda Castle. Thank you for the music. Um, and yeah, what, what else has been going on? Um, well, uh, big news, personal news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've got cancer. Good, cancer. Yeah, but it's about it's about time. Um, so I'm going to go to the doctor tomorrow for, to tell him. It's can- okay, you know, I've looked at the symptoms. It's cancer, doc. You know, and I know it's cancer. Um, I've examined the symptoms on Google. No need for any tests. Fuck all that bureaucracy and time wasting. Get me on the yeah. chemo. I've got cancer and I'm 78% sure it's cancer. Yeah, what are your symptoms? To... Uh, well, it's they say it's a good thing to be regular, don't they? Regular. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But there's regular and there's regular, you know? Okay. So my life you, the moment... You've noticed a change then? Uh, regularity. Yeah, yeah. It's like throughout the day, if I'm not shitting, I'm preparing for my next shit. I like how we went from being a bit coy about describing it as reg- being regular to. <laughs> <laughs> so what's to going shitting on? All day. I mean, I, I enjoy a good, satisfying shit, but I don't need to be doing it as many times as the day as going on at the moment. So mm. it's cancer. Yeah, my old man died of colon cancer because he did a... oh okay there we go so done, done. that's it isn't done. it that's def- definitely that yeah may as well get on the coffin now I think yep um or could be maybe you know I don't know IBS I haven't looked that up mm-hmm. could be alcoholism you know um mm, that's probably the most likely one what, what annoys me is when you go into the doctors with any any of these like things and they're like well how much do you drink and you're like shut up <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Don't don't blame it on the fucking. Uh, how how many units would you say drink? <laughs> well, what's the average? Oh, come on, it's not that, doctor. It's not that. I don't know. I'd say not regular, but reg- not well. Look, now I drink maybe a bit more than you're supposed to. Did you drink last night? No, I didn't drink last. You know, last night. Did I? But, but you know, it's up and down. It's up and down. 
Um, okay, well then, well you should you should report back on your findings. I don't know. I was remember looking up if it was post COVID in um, symptoms, but uh, we'll find out. What I think I mean, it could be many things. Like I just like I told you in the previous episode, I have the pro- I have problems with with the bowels when it comes to stress. Um, you know, this is a good point to say. Any listeners the out there? There are listeners. There are listeners. Listeners yeah, out there. We are on Twitter at UnravelPod. Any medical ailments would be happen to happy to examine, discuss uh, any health scares that you may have had. Yeah, maybe don't like. Maybe just send you a message. Don't have to tweet it. Don't just have to tweet it. You can send a direct message to me yeah. at the Skeptic or at pictures, UnravelPod. Pictures, pictures would help. Yeah, not of your anus though. That's well, if we're going to diagnose. I mean, okay. Well, send pictures. So yeah, any have you had any? Other health scares recently? This was this is a strange segment. Um, have you been yeah. un- unconscious and wet yourself recently? Example. I have not that Shat recently. No. Though no, I mean, um, in all seriousness, uh, yeah, you know that I have been having this. Um, I don't know what you call it. Uh, what do you call it? Like a, a condition. You got, a got this brain condition. Thing, for, haven't you? Wrong I've with had your this brain. condition for the past c- couple of years, which um, has been quite just dis- quite Cook distressing couple of years yeah no but two two and a half years it was when yeah i know when it was because i quit my last job but uh because i couldn't it it caused me to not really be able to work in an office so yeah i get dizzy spell dizzy spells um and i feel like i'm gonna pass out don't i very rarely pass out definitely not sober I haven't passed out sober, but I don't. I never pass out sober, but but I have these dizzy spells. Often, it's, statistically, um, it's unlikely that you would pass out sober. Yes, um, although you know, when I've been hammered, I have been known to pass out, as you know. Yes, as um, always again. Um, I think it's the climax of the, of the evening when you um but yeah I have these yeah I have these things and, and and obviously recently I've been going back what's been good is that my new job that I got I've been working from home the entire time and obviously because of the coronavirus I was able to work from home um so this the, my these things wouldn't happen so frequently so they haven't really restricted me but now we've been starting to go back into the office um it's all coming back again and um and once yeah um so it's been yeah it's, it's quite distressing and quite hard to go about but uh, i've been doing some research and i have found um a local practitioner in vestibular disorders which I've only just found out as a word today, vestibular disorders. Nice. And I read about all the different symptoms and it's called stuff like Meniere's disease and they're all like balance things and dizziness. And like, oh, well, a lot of these things are my, oh, they're, they're my symptoms. So um, I'm going to go along and um, I'll let you know how it goes. Apparently it's, uh, you know, they, she, can go, she can help me. So I hope she can. That'd be great. I'd like to be able to go into a supermarket without feeling like I'm going to die. Um, that'd be nice. Um, well, there yeah. we go. Regular segment. Ben and Matt's health clinic. Doctor yeah. Ben and Doctor Matt. Again, at the skeptical at Neverpod. DM us with your health issues. We're here for you. Let's be. We've quite, got to be men. Men have got bleak, to. Isn't it? Men have got to talk. You know, we've got to talk about our mental health problems, our physical health problems. Get out there in the open. I'm dying of cancer. Matt has a, has a brain tumor or something. Slowly no, being I should, I should know. I should know. Does you know? I've had lots of tests. Oh, have God. had lots of tests. I've been to doctors. Been to the hospital. Had tons and tons of tests, and they have 
definitely said it's not anything very serious. Yeah. You just in terms of it's not a heart condition, it's not you know a brain condition. It's a you know it's not nothing that suggests that I might die imminently. Um, and as with any of these types of things, it turns into like a psychosomatic thing as well. It's like they're almost like panic attacks. So um, yeah, it's all it's all, it's all good fun. It's all panic good fun. If, fun you, aren't if, they? if that's, if that's what you think fun is, I have panic yeah. attacks. Today. I'm gonna die. I'm definitely gonna die. It might be a panic attack, but I don't think it is. I'm actually dying this time. <laughs> yeah. It's afterwards. You're like, oh, it's a panic attack. So uh, on that subject, actually, so I have, I have, I'm re-watching again. Uh, re-watching again? That's a shit sentence. Um, uh, Sopranos. The greatest TV programme of all time, is it? Yes, and I've been seeing, uh, you know, David Chase has been doing the rounds, hasn't he? He's been going on, on the, the creator of it's Sopranos. Been, it's, yeah, it's annual. Because of, Tony because Soprano of the, actually died there. Yeah, and because of the film, yeah, um, and he's been talking about all of that. No, I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know that 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 interview where he's talking about, yeah, oh, um, well, the plan was for him to, to for him to die, but then basically people seemed so excited about him dying that I was like, no, I'm not going to kill him. And I'm and like you know he's a bit of a cunt, David Chase, but um, I'm happy that he didn't kill him. I and am I, also. I think I'm happy that it ended in the way it did. I think the ending is he died. He didn't I mean, this die. is a bit of a spoiler actually, alert, isn't it? Because if people haven't seen it, you'd assume that people. If you haven't seen it, if anybody hasn't seen the end of Sopranos and plans on watching Sopranos, stop listening now. And fuck off and um, watch it right now. Right now. Yeah. And don't be yeah. like, uh, uh, unlike a lot of people, I ain't got time to watch The Sopranos. Hey, I haven't even yeah. seen Breaking Bad, which I've heard is also as good. It's not. Um,. Uh, but I just haven't got the time, and I don't want to, you know, it's a trend thing, and I'm, and I'm sort of more, I feel kind of above you people who've watched it. Watch it. Yeah, fine. You've missed out. I don't give a fuck. Congratulations on your fruitful yeah. life. My life's Wait. better than yours because I've seen that. So shut the fuck yeah, up. I'm, and I, am I, yeah, because I've seen it four times now for some reason, all the way through. It's worth it. Um, yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Um and yeah, I'm, I'm glad they didn't kill him because obviously when James Gandolfini then died, and I think it would it would just be kind of like a bleak image, wouldn't it? Seeing him, yeah, put, what I think he described it as um, face, face down, down in his linguine. linguine, yeah. Um, that would be a kind of a bleak image to be left with after he's actually died in real life. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, the the ending just was far more affecting and interesting for. How it was, which I won't say mm. how it was because spoiler alert. I mean, we're always talking about TV programs that are very, very old. What was the last one I was talking about? Fraser and from the nineties, <laughs> and now we're talking about Sopranos, which literally ended in two thousand and fucking seven or something. Yeah, no, but I'm glad they didn't kill him. Um, well, we should probably play the the uh, Bob Mortimer and James Gandolfini song. Yeah, I should because I'm annoyed that more people are listening to it because it's very good. Great duet. Well, no, we'll play it again. But also, Bob Mortimer, on the subject, actually, of, of James Gandolfini, Bob Mortimer, um, <laughs> he, um, he's written a book, right? And we, we have both bought that book. We both got signed copies yes, of the book, didn't we, Ben? we did. Um, it's a delightful are, read yeah, so rankings. far. I've read the first chapters thus far. And wasn't it a delight? Um, it was, although, we, yeah, I was like... Sad as well. It's quite yeah, emotional. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, the first chapter is quite sad in bits. Very... Very, very, uh, yeah, sad parts, and then he's being humorous. Worry about your own health reading it. Yes, yes, Mm. yes. I think that's a big point of his, in his later kind of resurgence as a public figure, has been about 
raising awareness of like men's health, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Good on him too. Yeah. Brilliant man. But we're going to do some podcasts, aren't we? Where, well, some episodes, we haven't decided yet, have we? You want to do like a blow-by-blow blow kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, but I think at least an episode would work. I think one episode um, where we talk about book. Where we talk about the book, yeah. I think we could do a bit more than that. But we'll, we'll have to just see how it goes. I agree, see how it goes. It doesn't always work out how I imagine in my head. But yes, yeah. Bob Marto, a great man, great book. We're going to discuss it soon. Is this a roundup you're doing? You... Yep, also James Gandolfini. Let's listen to that song. Ah, okay. Should we round it up then? Yes. Um, so if you enjoyed that podcast, uh, <laughs> follow us at Unravel Pod on Twitter uh, or The Great Unraveling on Facebook and be prepared for the net podcast, which should drop in approximately, I don't know, whenever Matt ma- can promises. be asked. Yeah. We're going to be joined um, by Christine y- Nemitz of the 
Institute of Economic Affairs to talk about whether the NHS is being privatised, to talk about the privatisation scare, and to talk about possible alternative healthcare models. That's and sausages. And sausages, because he's very down on English sausages, because he's xenophobic German twat. Moron. Moron about sausages. Just about the sausage switch. Uh, and exactly the kind of person that annoys Matt on Twitter, so this is really, really interesting. Christine Nemitz of the IEA. That should be locked in, unlike all the fake guests that we keep announcing, which is mostly your fault because you keep just bringing up names that are people who have cancelled, so don't do that. I know, you're the one who does that. Anyway. Bye. Yes. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Yeah.